Well, welcome to Good Business Pays Television, where, as you know, we interview leaders from around the country who are involved in the world of payments and business. And today we are lucky to have with us Martin McTague, who is the National Chair of the Federation of Small Businesses. Martin, welcome to you today. Hi, Terry. So uh, first question, I think, really is I, I looked on your LinkedIn and I saw that you had a sort of engineering background. And I thought, well, with somebody with an engineering engineering mind and talking about payments, uh, why is it so difficult for people to pay on time or promptly? Uh, I think it's a lot to do with motivation um, for quite a lot of businesses. They've they have decided um for tactical reasons that they don't intend to pay on time. They want to stretch their supply chain to the absolute limit um, because that's part of their their business plan. Um, so I don't think in that case it's anything to do with efficiency. It's more culture. Um, however, there are a big chunk of businesses who are just, frankly, inefficient, useless uh, processing payments and and in that case they don't see it as a high enough priority to invest in getting that technology right so it's not like we're talking about rocket science here this isn't difficult to do in fact it's got easier over the years it's just that they're not motivated to do anything about it and you've run small businesses i think you still run small businesses as well as yeah, uh, yeah job. have have yeah. you felt the pain of uh, slow and late payment in your business career oh yeah yeah it's it's been a consistent part i mean i've been in business now for 35 years and it's always been a consistent part of my business life and uh, you know what it's a sort of it's a feature of being small business you you sort of assume well, maybe it's just me, you know, maybe I'm, I'm doing something wrong. And then you realize uh, gradually that just about everybody um, has some kind of problem. I think at one point or another, something like 85 to 90 percent of all SMEs have had payment problems. And uh, I think currently in our surveys, it's over 50 percent are still having uh, payment problems even with you know the fact that technology now makes it really very easy to pay people um but they're still experiencing problems so so is it's it a then, problem. where does it rank where does it rank on sort of the the top issues for your members for small business in terms of payment problems is it still one of the top problems it is the top problem you know i don't uh, i <laughs> I, I say to people, I'm I'm in danger of boring myself and other people. How many times I repeat it, but I feel so strongly about it that it is um, it is something that can be fixed. It's something that there are no technological boundaries to stop. It's a question of having the right culture and the right motivation, and really people realizing that they have a responsibility to make this happen. Yeah. And you've also worked with big businesses a lot, I know. And um, how do you change culture like that? How do you change behavior, do you think? 
Well, I'm starting to realize maybe a bit late in the day that the, the, the way to affect them is to actually not talk to the, the, the people processing the payments or, or even the senior management, but talk to their investors. Because I firmly believe that um, people who've got a poor payment culture are generally going to put their supply chain under pressure and then the best suppliers will leave them and ultimately it destroys value so you know if i if i'm a shareholder in a in a business that routinely abuses its supply chain i think you know this is a danger signal uh you know we saw a few years ago didn't we with the carillion crisis that lots of investors started to realize that carillion was stretching their their um their payment terms and many of them walked away and that's what put carillion under pressure because they started you know there were there were uh, alarm bells ringing all over the city about well these these guys seem to be in trouble and i think it's true of lots of businesses you know if they feel that the only lever they've got to pull to try and improve their balance sheet is to squeeze their suppliers well then that really for me shows that there that there's something fundamentally wrong with their businesses and it's a sort of invisible problem as well in a in a way i think isn't it i've just been speaking to the business travel association and so their members are small travel management companies who have to buy, let's say, airline tickets on behalf of larger companies, they have to pay the airline today, but they're forced to sign contracts that mean they get paid in 60 or 90 days. And that's a huge amount of time for small companies to have to wait for money to come through the door, but they don't complain about it in case they lose their customer. And I think think a lot of big businesses rely on that sort of... um, asymmetry of power that they've got that they can bully their suppliers into accepting uh, very poor payment terms um and and once you're into a relationship that is essentially abusive you it's very difficult to break out of it because you you maybe become dependent on that that business and once you've got over the initial hump of being paid slowly you know, you you just settle into a routine of being paid slowly, but I think it's uh, wrong. It's it's both morally wrong, and I think ultimately it's economically wrong. It's a it's a damaging for the UK economy. And you know, there might have been an excuse once for having thirty days to process paper invoices that were posted into you, and you had a you know a, a team of people shuffling through piles of paper and raising checks and posting them to you really in this day and age that we are still talking about 30 days as if that was acceptable you know you can you can process a payment within a few days you can pay within a few minutes there is no excuse for this and do you see the situation getting worse or better or is it always the same well i could see that um if you're in a if you if you've got a sort of small business a small business relationship i think generally where the, the power is even then i think that is improving 
So when I talk to to small business owners, they say they can they can put pressure on uh, other small businesses to pay on time, and and generally they're processed reasonably quickly. The problem is that how do you put pressure on the big guys? How do you get them to pay on time when they've clearly decided they they don't want to? Are there some sectors that are worse than others, or is it across the board? It's pretty it's pretty widespread, but there are there are a couple of sectors that uh, stand out uh, that are, that have stood out for many years as being very poor payment practices. But probably the worst one is construction. You know, I've just mentioned Carillion. You know that, but the the practices that have emerged in in construction about you know, QS is um, processing payment uh, or checking the quality of the work, uh, raising objections, you know, having to issue payment certificates before you can even issue an invoice. These, This whole process has just meant that, you know, the payments in the construction industry are really poor. And then, you know, they, they even uh, have a fairly unique system of retentions as well where they'll retain people's money for sometimes you know several years before they get paid and that seems to be spreading to the retail sector i see with etsy retaining 75 percent of people's money for for whatever reason and they're all yeah sports. i know i know and I, I mean i see examples where you know i think it's if you take somebody like amazon who are very big processor of small business transactions because obviously they're a, a massive marketplace they're poor players you know they've consistently been poor players so you know if you get into a situation of dominance where you don't feel any pressure to perform and then you start to pay poorly that's i think that's something that um government only government can respond to so you mentioned government, and we've talked about the commercial sector, uh, and obviously they, those companies exist to make money, that's fine. What about the public sector, though? What, small businesses working for public sector organisations, is there a problem there, or is it uh, all sunshine in terms of fast payment there? For them? No, it's still a problem there, and I think um, it, in, a, in a perverse way, Local governments have, because they're under pressure, you know, they, they're they're struggling to meet their obligations because government has reduced the amount of money that's available to um, local government. They're coming up with all sorts of wheezes for avoiding paying people on time, using uh, essentially supply chain finance arrangements, which it's galling because it's essentially telling you that you're going to have to pay for somebody else's poor payment practices. But, you know, that has increasingly crept into local government. And I think it should be um, very clear that all local government should meet the requirements of the prompt, prompt payment code. In fact, should be a block. Why they shouldn't. They're, you know, there clearly is. A public interest in them uh, setting an example to other larger organisations. Yeah, and we've got some, well, hopefully some new regulations or reviews of regulations coming out. 
later this year we hope one in the commercial sector which the small business commissioner has been involved with and i know you have too around uh, drawing up um, uh, or a sort of review of the current payment regulations in the commercial sector we've also got the public sector procurement bill working its way through yeah. well, what what does the federation hope to see in these uh, new bills i mean there are there are several things i think the government could definitely do uh, one area would be um, to make it very clear within a big organization who is responsible for payment practices and monitoring them uh, at the moment you know uh, senior management in big companies duck and dive when whenever this question is asked you know there's always finger pointing at somebody else and i think the book needs to stop with somebody and our suggestion is it should be the audit committee. They should, the chair of the audit committee should have a, a legal responsibility to report on this, ideally in the annual report so that you can, anybody can see it. And I would suggest people who should be interested in that are the investors, because if I was seeing poor payment practices, I would be worried about the resilience of that business. So I think there's a legitimate reason why it should be published in the annual report. There should be somebody that we can hold account to account for it. I also think the Small Business Commissioner shouldn't be in a position where they can only act on complaints where somebody, um, you know, makes a formal complaint to them above the line so that they have to publish that, the complainant. I think it must be possible for the Small Business Commissioner to look at um the uh, ability to investigate what are essentially whistleblower reports so that you don't have to be somebody that's prepared to stand up and complain about a business but if if the small business commission is consistently seeing reports about poor behavior they should be able to investigate it yes and and i think the other thing is that um you know goodman's as pays we sort of I describe it as we pull the black box out of the sea when the planes crash to see for companies that have gone bust what their payment terms and contracts were in the few years before they went bust. We find whether it's the retailers that have gone bust like Wallace and Debenhams and all those names that were on the high street and Flyby, Midas Construction, Tufnell's Parcel Express, doesn't matter who it is, they were all bad payers, slow payers, late payers, and it got worse in the last six, eight months before they crashed into the sea. Now, you know, wouldn't it be nice that small businesses, or in fact any business, could get a real-time picture of what payment practices is an organisation so they can take their own decisions about whether they want to work with that company or not? I, I couldn't agree more, Terry, and, and I know your organisation does a fantastic job in that respect. But, you know, uh, I think sometimes we're... Um, we get stars in our eyes, don't we, as small business owners? We we see some blue chip come dangling an order, and we we're we're sort of uh, blinded by their their glamour, and we accept the deal. Often they, they sweetheart us in the early stages by treating us well, and then they'll impose new contract terms without any. Uh, reference to you completely um, there is even situations where 
you've been asked to bid to stay on a, a supplier um, arrangement, you know. So they, they, they're essentially extracting money from you to avoid losing their business. And, you know, this kind of thing happens too frequently. And it's it if you knew that you were going to be treated like that, that abusive behavior, you wouldn't enter into a relationship with them. But I think too often you see a big name, a big brand, and you think, well, how this this will be good for me and good for my business. And it's difficult to resist when that uh, when that carrot is dangled in front of you as a small business. So what advice? Yeah, what advice would you have for a? Let's say I'm a small business person and the big business says, "Well, you can work for us." Um, What are the things I need to look out for apart from obviously feeling happy about the fact that the contract is heading my way? What are the danger signs and banana skins I need to look out for? Yeah, I mean, I. I think uh, good advice would be to do uh, do your homework, look at what publicly available information there is about their payment practices, and uh, you know I think good good business pays is a great source of information, but you you must not be dazzled by a big brand. You must you must treat them with a certain amount of skepticism. And be careful about, you know, adopting any kind of contract they're prepared to put in front of you. You know, I think it's, what do they say? It's sort of um, accepting in haste and repentant leisure. You know, you, you, will, you will find that you spend a lot of time trying to unpick that contract once you've won it. Mm-hmm. So, um the federation of small businesses was the first organization the first business organization to support business good business pays uh when we started three years ago so thank you for that support that you've always given us and you've also been and your colleagues have been flying the flag around payment and late payment and slow slow payment for many years now uh and achieved a lot so what role do you see for an organization like good business pays um when when lots of other people have been flying that flag for quite a long time and how do you think we should work together in the future over the next few years to try and tackle this problem well i think we're completely on the same page when it comes to you know trying to change this culture um we uh, i think we've got a joint interest you're a really effective campaigning group. You know, we have we have got um, a lot of contacts within government that allow, give, give us a lot of leverage when it comes to big political processes. And I think that the combination is irresistible, really. Ultimately, I am confident that we will change this. We will persuade government and we will persuade big business that there is a mutual interest in squeezing this kind of behavior out of corporate culture in the UK. Ultimately, I, I, I really believe it's in everybody's interest that we do that. Well, Martin McTay, thank you for such a wide ranging interview and for being so uh, open and frank with us today. Uh, I look forward to continuing to work with you and the Federation to solve this problem. Thanks very much for joining us today. Thank you, Terry.
Thank you.